I'm Uncomfortable Podcast, where it's okay to be uncomfortable. We're your hosts, Vanessa and Melissa. It's time for another try episode. Typically, uncomfortable situations happen to us, but for this episode, we make ourselves uncomfortable in the kitchen on purpose. Ooh. But before we get into all that, let's share what's made us uncomfortable recently. Let us know on our Instagram if you can relate. Melissa, you first. Well, um... Vanessa, you are the only one who could see me right now because we're on a call. But you, if you notice, I'm not in my typical location where yeah. I record. And the reason being is that I've holed myself into my room today for recording of this episode because I scared myself and my, the space that sorry, I usually... What? <laughs> you, you, wh- how? I was Why? watching something spooky uh-huh. and then it got too spooky for me and then I realized when I was trying to set up to record in the usual room that I'm in, um, I was like, Mm-mm, there's too many windows here. Momo. Little, yeah, Momo. <laughs> it's on brand for this episode, actually. But yeah, scared myself. So I tucked myself into bed, mm-hmm. have my little shamamole, mm-hmm. closed my door. It's safe in here <laughs> from the Momo. So yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's why. why I don't watch scary movies. <laughs> I don't know why I do this to myself. Anyways, I, I me neither. Can't yeah. relate. Actually, no, I can because I accidentally watched a scary movie with a friend. And I left halfway through. <laughs> Even though it could never happen to me, I just, I couldn't. I had to leave. It was too much. <laughs> like, wow, that's that's saying something to, like, leave in the middle of a movie. Yeah, wasn't yeah. feeling it. Um, Anyways, anyway, how about you? <laughs> so I, uh, I'm crafting tonight, and I'm super uncomfortable with it. I hate everything right now. <laughs> I texted Melissa earlier, and <laughs> she was confirming what time we were meeting. And I was like, yeah, I'm crafting Ugh, I hate it. I'll tell you later. Yeah, tell you later. I'm like, tell you and later. then my response was like, okay. <laughs> so I ordered my Halloween costume like three weeks ahead of time, like a responsible adult, because my team and I are doing a group costume. We're going to be Sesame Street, and I'm supposed to be Bert. And if you remember, Bert has this turtleneck situation going on with like a sweater over it, and it's a striped sweater. And, of course, did it come in the mail on time? No. Is it going to be delayed too late for me to wear it? Yes. So I had to take myself to Michael's today and buy supplies, and I'm just not a crafter. So I've been cutting strips of t-shirts <laughs> and I, in order to make the stripes, and I really don't have a super like clear vision for how this is going to turn out. I'm hoping for the best. Maybe I'll share on Instagram what it turns out to be. I'm oh so it's going to yes. be so bad. And I just was telling Vanessa just now, that meanwhile she was having the struggle <laughs> I was in the shower earlier and I was like oh I haven't thought of a of a Halloween costume yet maybe I can <laughs> DIY one and I was like ooh like thinking of all of the ideas of how I could DIY and crafts I'm like sobbing and at Michael's <laughs> frantically googling if I can glue <laughs> fabrics together oh gosh very different we are very different (laughs) so today's try episode we cap off our celebration of filipino history month by trying to cook some of our favorite filipino dishes so vanessa Mm -hmm. what about the idea of cooking a traditional filipino meal made you nervous or did it even make you nervous it did no it did i haven't really made any filipino food in the past Uh, Up until now, I tried making the dish I made one time in college, and it was a very shoddy attempt, you know, and so not not the real deal. But my mom also didn't cook growing up, so I wasn't really, I was raised eating Filipino food, but not having helped cook the Filipino food. So 
Yeah. My grandma was the cook of the house, and then when she had her stroke, my former stepdad was in charge of the kitchen, uh, but it, I mean, I never learned what he was doing. So I love Filipino food. I just really haven't made any. I even bought myself a cookbook back in May for my birthday, and I've just been too scared to try it. I even bought an Instant Pot because it's an it's a Filipino Instant Pot recipe book. Yeah. Yeah, and I still haven't tried it. Um, it just always seems like so much work. I remember my grandma and even my stepdad just being in the kitchen forever forever and so I've always been very intimidated to cook it so and I'm also not even that great of a chef so I I don't know don't know if that resonates with you at all Melissa but yeah I mean for me it's I relate in the fact that I grew up and I still eat quite a lot of Filipino food but a lot of the times it did come from my grandparents my grandmas specifically my mom does cook like have she probably has her like signature maybe three, four, five dishes, which I think is actually plenty, in my opinion, of things that Filipino dishes that she she goes to and makes. Um, but I never, like you, um, never really was involved in learning how to cook or, you know, I see them cooking it. I was never taught directly how to cook things, except for lumpia. I know how to roll some lumpia, but yeah, I, I never really learned that stuff. So it did make me a little nervous to attempt um, making the dish that I, um, made, but I, like you, I also have made it in college once before, and I remember it being, like, a, an endeavor, because I remember being on the phone with my mom and being like, how much of this do I add, or how much of this do I add, and she's like, I don't know, I just, like, by taste, and I'm like, but, thanks, mom, <laughs> but it's like a marinade that I just poured directly into the meat already, I can't taste it, like, it's raw meat, <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so I was just a little bit nervous, and I also have been, like, my house has been renovated, been under renovations for, like, the past half of the year, so I haven't really, although all of that is done now, and we have a fully functioning kitchen, but I haven't really transitioned back to cooking even regularly yet, so I was, even that made me nervous, I was like, oh, I'm here gonna cook a full-on meal, and I haven't even really cooked or gotten familiar with this kitchen, so that in itself made me nervous. Well, you kind of already gave us a bit of a teaser mm -hmm. earlier, but tell the folks listening at home, what dish did you decide to cook and why? I decided to cook bistec or beefsteak. Um, it's one of my favorite dishes that I we typically get at any Filipino restaurant. Typically, that's our staple. One thing that we always oh, really? get is bistec. Um, nice. Yeah, and then my mom's cooked it before, and I know that was the one reference where I was like, oh, I think I've cooked it once before. It can't be too hard. So that's the one that I um, ended up picking. And it, for those who don't are not familiar, it's like a marinated beef, like strips of beef with caramelized onions. So good with what they call the sabao or like the sauce of yes. the of, yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> and on a bed of rice. It's just a, like a, a bed of rice. A bed of rice. <laughs> Yes. It's just a really comforting meal. It's very, very simple, essentially. Um, but yeah, that's what I decided to cook because it's a comforting, familiar dish. But how about you? Okay. I also chose a comforting, familiar dish. Mm -hmm. My favorite dish growing up was, is, was, is both, uh, sinigang. Essentially, it's this tamarind uh, based soup situation with a ton of veggies and meat, either pork or seafood, also served with rice. My mom actually used to joke 
that I would make a really great peasant because I just <laughs> loved the soup so much that I would often eat just the soup and the rice. And she was right. like, that's what poor people eat. You'd make such a good peasant. I was like, thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree with Sinigang. Sinigang is one of my... I'm, I am... Excited to hear how that process went for you because <laughs> sinigang is an intensive like recipe. So yeah, sinigang definitely is a comforting Filipino food. But what was your most uncomfortable moment cooking your dish? I'm so excited to hear how this went. Okay, let me just tell you. <laughs> so I purposefully, and I said this earlier, I bought the instant pot, and or is it Instapot? Whatever that thing, pressure cooker. That thing, okay. everyone knows. I yeah. bought it with the intention of making the Filipino dishes in it. And I had no kind of background knowledge about what that even looked like. And so I was under the impression that you throw your food in this pot and that it makes it. And when I'm reading the recipe book, it's like, oh, 20 minutes. And then like maybe another 10 minutes. So I'm thinking like, all right, like this is going to be a 45 minute endeavor where I bring in the food, maybe chop it up, put it in the pot, cook it, set it and forget it. Well, I could not set it and forget it because I had to unpack. I don't know why I thought this was a good idea for it to be my very first time. I mean, yeah, that's what I was like, Sinigang girl. <laughs> but also using the Instant Pot for the first time. <laughs> Double whammy. I literally unboxed it. I unboxed it, had to watch a YouTube video on how to set it up. I was trying to figure it out. I couldn't tell when it was done. And so this supposed 20-minute endeavor was a two-hour situation because the uncomfortable part wasn't even the cooking of the meal. It was the learning how set to up. use the Instapot. It was an you overwhelming were, You were telling me about how you were, like, overwhelmed by or, like, shocked at how to depressurize yeah i mean i'm hoping that now that i know how to use it it'll be easier the next time around yeah i think so but the learning curve was quite steep for me (laughs) (laughs) so i mean i don't think you use the pressure cooker but what was uncomfortable for you um definitely did not use a pressure cooker um the most uncomfortable thing for me though because it's fairly a simple dish right you marinate the beef in like soy sauce garlic onions all of that stuff salt and pepper so that wasn't too difficult although I am like I have little sensitive baby eyes so cutting onions I get it everyone cries while cutting onions but I abhor it like there are definitely times in in my past where I've literally worn like goggles like sealed goggles while yeah because it's the it's the vapors from the onions that get into your eyeballs oh. and that it doesn't like that so i like would wear goggles cutting <laughs> onions cuz i hate it like it just hurts so much yeah it's dangerous. but that wasn't even yeah that wasn't even the uncomfortable part the uncomfortable part was the fact that i was cooking this meal for my family on a sunday evening oh wow and there was so much going on that day and i was like cool i'm going to start like prepping everything at 4 p.m. It's going to take maybe like 30 minutes to chop up all the veggie or like the onions and all the ingredients I need to put into the marinade and then it should be fine. Um, and then I looked at the recipe again and it was like, all right, chop up all this stuff. That took longer than expected, by the way. I was Obviously. like, how do I chop and mince a whole head of garlic? That's like all of all of them. Like I get like a clove. <laughs> it's like the whole thing. The whole chunker, just just chop it all up into small pieces and then chop up a whole onion too and cry about it. Yep. So <laughs> that took longer than expected. 
And then I had to marinate it. And then it says marinate it for like an hour or two. And I was like, I only got an hour. Like I got to start like cooking. And then I didn't realize, I thought that you would just like put the marinated meat on the pan and stir fry it and then like add the sauce in. No, at least for this recipe that I actually referenced two different recipes and it had this similar um instructions where it's like you need to sear the meat first take that off the off the pan then caramelize the onions then add in the marinade sauce then add in a quarter cup of water or something like that then reduce that add the meat back in it's like a whole thing and you then after you do all that you need to simmer it for like an hour what so that the meat softens (laughs) And I was like, my dad gets hungry at 6 p.m. sharp. <laughs> like, I got to get, th- like, I felt like I was in on the time crunch. So that was the uncomfortable part. I was like, when it was done, I was like, okay, food's ready. Everyone sit down now because people are hungry. It sounds like both of us severely underestimated how much time yeah. it would take us to make our meals. Yeah, I yeah don't know what I was thinking. I guess I didn't read the recipe, you know fully through okay i mean well did did you learn anything about did you find yourself in the (laughs) in the the process process. learn any new cool tricks (laughs) i kind of knew this but needed like reassurance and my older brother was there too and i was i was asking him i was like i know there's a certain way to slice meat so that it's more tender and he's like you go against the grain you cut against the grain of the meat because i definitely wasn't going to cut with the grain so i learned that you cut against the grain to get more of a tender like tender what does that bite mean? are there lines yeah there's like you can see like the not the tendons but like the natural yeah. like fibers okay. of the meat you're supposed to cut against it so that it's like an easier bite so like the opposite way of it yeah perpendicular oh Wow. Yeah. So I learned that. Um, Any other cool new tricks? Not really. (laughs) My only trick that I would say is for those of you who are going to or want to attempt to make bistec at home or just anything with onions, use goggles because those help. Oh, my gosh. You may look dumb. I've used like literal like snowboarding goggles before. Please send us a picture (laughs) of you wearing your goggles to chop onions because we love it. Solidarity. You'll save yourself. Yes. Solidarity. (laughs) How about you? Did you learn anything (laughs) other than how to how to now use your Instapot? Um, no, that was like the main thing that I learned. (laughs) Actually, though, it's it's quite. I did learn. Um, I had to Google what it meant to quarter. Um, a tomato or to quarter an onion I was like hold on what does that mean <laughs> yeah because I was like quarter the tomatoes and quarter the onions and I was like what so in four yeah chop in it in four, four. <laughs> four. Uh, no uh, but that was part of it so just kind of like learning new terminology but I'm I'm really surprised at how once it got started what once seemed like a really overwhelming situation I don't know if the instant pot made it a little easier but definitely was not as bad as I thought once I mm-hmm. I did get started so okay yeah I'll, I'll it's doable sh- yeah um on our Instagram you can check it out I made a, a reel about it my first one ever me too <laughs> I'll share both of our reels. and I show the book the recipe book that I was using so if you're interested at all it's it's there you can find it there okay well now that we've gone through this experience is there any advice you would like to give to anyone who is uncomfortable cooking a dish or a meal from their culture 
or how to be okay with it. You know, I feel like we're still uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm still uncomfortable just because it's 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 a good uncomfortable where you're in that phase like I've made one thing, I've tried it, I mm-hmm. want to make more, but I'm still a little nervous about it because I've only yeah. made the one, right? You've only taken that one step in a really long food journey when you think about all the different recipes that do exist within our culture. And so, mm-hmm. and, and I think another thing that maybe has made us uncomfortable, we, we touched on this in the beginning, is that, yes, we grew up eating Filipino food, but we didn't grow up learning yeah. about how to cook it. And I can't even really tell you how my grandma, I wish I knew my grandma's recipe. My godmother yeah. does, so I have to get it from her for adobo, you know, and like just mm-hmm. those things weren't passed down to us really. And so yeah. that that's something I feel is missing and maybe for a lot of children of immigrants that could be something that's missing too is that yeah. that connection to it because you've only ingested it and so it's, yeah. it's just a little different uh so if you're feeling uncomfortable about that it's it's normal you're not alone and actually it's a really cool way to find a, another connection with your culture and and I want to pass that on to like maybe my future kids one day too and and not have it die with me so yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, while you were talking about that and the idea of, you know, recipes were not passed down to us, I thought about the same thing. I'm like, for both of my grandparents, uh, my grandmas, there's no recipes that were written down. Right. Like, I always would see that in movies. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah, grandma's people? recipe. For- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say that, but you did. So, yes. with the- I'm going to Representation index. is important, and we did not right. have it. Uh-uh. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I would see those little index card box and like, let's make grandma's cookies or whatever. I'm like, that – my grandma does not <laughs> – measure anything and it just goes into the pot and tastes bomb but um yeah I would agree in terms of still being uncomfortable with it but what I did enjoy about the process was what it also made me nervous I should have mentioned this during the during that question about what made me nervous the getting it to the table and then also getting the reactions from my family members about like does it taste does it even taste like what they know Yes, I shared it with other people and I was also like, oh my gosh, you've never had this before. Are you going to like it? Is it good? Do you think it's good? I think you don't want to ruin. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. exactly. You don't want to ruin that like, not ruin, but like you, there's expectations there, you know? So, but I think that's a good uncomfortable to be because then you can have those conversations of like, okay, great. What can I add in next time? Mm -hmm. Or like, what does it remind you of like oh this part of the flavor reminds me of like my aunt's version of this or whatever like I think it helps to open a conversation about you know our culture and like get maybe even learn some of the stories at least from my parents you know what they remember of this dish from their parents so yeah I think it's a good way to get a conversation started so if you try a dish don't be afraid to fail at it try it again you're just gonna get better every time like Vanessa's gonna get better using her instant pot the next time she uses it so (laughs) I actually did already try to use it uh shout out to number one fan Jordan but uh you know it sparked a conversation kind of like you just said about Filipino food and so we had wanted to make um what is it called sisig together using the instant pot he ended up making it so shout out to him later on but there was a storm in California recently. Oh, yeah, that storm. <laughs> yeah, that storm. And right as we got, we had chopped everything up. It was all ready to go. We were just, I had put the meat in the pot and the power went out. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and the 
Death Power went out and we waited like 30 minutes or more, tr- hoping it would come back. And we eventually just had to give up and, and go find electricity and food somewhere oh else. My but, God. but see, like, and then he ended up cooking it, though, you know, for his girlfriend. A, d- and a different time. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice because then that conversation started. It got going and hopefully we can actually cook it. We want to try. And there's a funny story associated yes, with there that is. now. Yeah. We want to try cooking it together and maybe doing like a fusion, which is also cool. Yes. So if you at home have made any of your own cultural dishes, be it Filipino or otherwise, and you'd like to share it with us, we definitely would love to hear your stories, see your pictures, let us know. And thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Instagram at imuncomfortable.podcast. If you have an episode idea, question, or shout out, you can contact us on our website, imuncomfortablepodcast.com. We release new episodes every Tuesday, so we'll see.